Hi guys, and welcome to another episode of Not Your Normal Books. For those of you just tuning in, my name is Kaylin Harrington. For those who have listened before, hello again. A lot of, not a lot of stuff has really gone on since uh, I last recorded. I did try to watch the movie uh, 1917. I was watching it with my mom. We got 10 minutes into the movie before I had to turn it off because she got too squeamish at a part. And it, I, I understand um, the reason she got too squeamish. This isn't really a spoiler at all. It was just rats coming out of body parts. Gross. Um, completely understandable. But... I think I, like, I could watch it. Like, I, I wanted to continue watching the movie, but it's not, it, it's completely gross for her. And I do understand that I do. I'm Not a lot of people can fully look at that and not become squeamish. But other than that, like, the only frustrating thing that has happened at all since I last recorded is that, um... At work, we are doing a lot of construction. So I a little bit about that is um, the factory that I work in, uh, I have a specialized job that um, allows me to work with 55-gallon drums of paint that I load up to robots for them to spray parts. And we have a construction crew in right now that is making a trench in the floor, putting down piping, and then they're covering it because we are going to have a new system put into place. So uh, we're now, we're slowly building that up and we are hoping that by the first of the year, we'll be able to start doing trials on this new system to make sure everything is working the way that we want it to. How it's going to work, I don't know yet. Um, I am, I have to wear a certain suit at work. Uh, it's like a protective clothing suit. And since I wear that, a lot of people think that I know more than I do, but I literally have to tell everyone I am the low man on the totem pole. Other than that, like, not much has really happened. Um, I, I, I slowly have all of my Christmas gifts coming together. We've got a lot of stuff for my sister. I've got, I have a plan for my brother. I just haven't done it yet because I still have to talk to my sister. So what we do, um, because we started doing this a couple years ago to where me and my sister will go in for a gift for my brother. Me and my brother will go in for a gift for my sister. My sister and my brother will go in for a gift for me. Um, I have to say, I think one of my favorite gifts that I ever got from my siblings was, oh man, this was about four years ago now. Um, They got me tickets to go see Panic at the Disco. And it was on their Death of a Bachelor tour. Oh my God, I got that. And then um, my brother also surprised me with, it was a poster. So on this poster, apparently there's a movie. It was, fuck, this movie was probably made in like the 60s or 70s. Because it was after 
the after like one or two James Bond movies come out, it came out, and the movie is called Callan, spelled the same way as my name, C A L L A N, and uh, it said on the bottom, I, I, it's still up in my room, and it says, "Hotter than hell, bolder than Bond." <laughs> I, oh my god, I love it. I haven't seen the movie, um, but no, it was. That was that was a good Christmas. Um, we're we're doing a lot of like for my sister this year. My sister knows what she's getting, and they're getting it earlier. Um, because her and her husband they live out in California now, and uh, we sent them just like a whole bunch of like different stores things for their apartment. We asked my sister what she wanted and she said that so me my mom my brother we all went into it for it so oh man it it's been a it's been a long long couple days but i've actually taken the last um couple days off of work because i i had vacation days i had to use you either use them or you lose them um so i used the last three of mine to give myself a five-day vacation so I've spent one of the days getting the notes finished and I stayed up to like three in the morning getting them finished. I went to bed, fell asleep around 3.30. My dog woke me up at like 8 or 8.30 the next morning because she had to go outside. And once I'm up, it's hard for me to get back to sleep because I'm, even though I take, like I have to take sleeping pills to fall asleep because I have a hard time falling asleep and I have a hard time staying asleep. I've been like that for probably the last six or so years. All right, so we're going to get into these two books. I'm hoping I can get these two books done within this episode. If not, then uh, I'll come back next week with another episode. All right, so we're going to do a little bit about the author. Now, I know that um, when I picked this, that I said that the series was called Wilder Love. The actual series is called Love and Chaos, and the first book is called Wilder Love. Um, Again, that's my fault for not really looking into this. So um, the author of this series is uh, Emery Rose. Emery has been known to indulge in a good red wine, strong coffee, and a healthy dose of sarcasm. When she isn't writing, she's been watching Netflix, trotting the globe, looking for sunshine, or reading a good book. She's originally from New York. She now lives in London with her two daughters and a grumpy but lovable border terrier. Alright, so our main characters for this are Remy and Shane and our other characters are Dylan, Travis, Ryan, Ray, Sienna, Jimmy, Tristan, John Hart, Sam, and Bastion. So in this book there's a part one and there's a part two. Now what makes so part one happens before a tragic event and part two happens after that event. Um We'll get into what that event is um, a little later on in this. So here's the thing. So Dylan and Remy, they're twins. They're both 16 years old. And they've moved around the country the entire time with their mom. Now their mom, it seems like the type of person that isn't always satisfied with where she's at. Um, Like she's constantly moving on to like what she thinks is the next 
best thing and the kind of like the interactions that you read with her in it you get the sense of maybe she has some mental health issues but it's not really said until um the second book of the series but it doesn't tell you what it is um we'll get into that later on so they finally moved to this town called Cosa del Rey. Now, Cosa del Rey is in California. It's a very big surfer beach community. It also seems um, like a very wealthy town as well, because it seems like you've got a lot of million and billionaires living there. And so they finally move there and Remy wakes up before everyone else. Now they live in a two bedroom apartment. Ray, who is their mom, gets one bedroom and Remy gets the other bedroom. Now Dylan sleeps on the couch in the living room. Now due to past events that have happened, he feels like he has to watch and take care of everyone. Um, mostly Remy. So he takes the couch mostly so that he can guard her against any possible or probable threats that may or may not come into the apartment. Um, and and I, I get that. So Remy, as much as she wants to wait for Dylan to wake up, she doesn't know when that's going to be. So she leaves, she goes to the beach. Now, Remy thinks of herself as a amateur photographer. So she's got a camera that she found at a thrift store that, um, that she got and some rolls of film. Now she does, it doesn't, it's not a digital camera. So it's actually like a film camera. Remy wants to go. She wants to see the ocean for the first time. They've never been on in any state. It seems like where they could see the ocean. Or they, if they have been, they've never been close to it. And, like, I didn't see the ocean for the first time till I was 10. Now, I live close to Lake Erie. Um, I think for me to get to Lake Erie, all I have to do is drive about a half hour away and I'm, and I'm there. I have gone tubing on Lake Erie. That was fun. For some reason, any big body of water that I... So I don't like swimming in the ocean. I don't like swimming in ponds, lakes, anything that has living beings in them, living things in them, fish, whatever else. It, it scares me. About Probably about two years ago, we went to, me and my brother and my sister, we went to Florida um, to go visit my grandparents. Uh, one of my grandmas, she was diagnosed with stage four um, brain cancer and she was only given a few more months. So me and my brother, we well, me and my brother, and my sister, we went down there. Um, we spent time with my grandparents and we had one day where just the three of us siblings, we went to the beach. Now they had the red tides. So we had to drive an hour and a half away to get to a, a suitable beach. The only reason I went into the water was because they had a tiki bar on the beach and uh, we were all drinking. <laughs> so we went out into the water. I think I've seen Jaws one too many times and I think that brings in the fear of going into any big body of water though. My, fuck my sister, she's so, my sister's so weird. Um, when she was about three or four, she used to ask if, um, if we could watch the fishy movie. F 
Finding Nemo wasn't out yet. The fishy movie was Jaws. She was three and she wanted to watch Jaws and she fucking loved the movie. She would laugh and shit all the fucking time in it. I mean, what the hell? Like, I don't know how my... <laughs> I think... Fuck. Oh, man. It, it's... I, I, I... I don't know if I should feel bad for my sister's husband or what. <laughs> she called Jaws the fucking fishy movie. And anyway, um, okay, so Remy is gonna go see the ocean for the first time, and and so she gets out there. Dylan's still sleeping. She goes out there. She's got a surfboard. So her, or not surfboard, but skateboard. So. Dylan and Remy, they've taught themselves how to skateboard themselves. Um, they really haven't had any real parental figures. Like, their mom's there, but, like, she disappears for sometimes days on end. But she's planning on going to the beach. She's got her camera. And when she gets down there, she sees a, a guy down there who is loading up a surfboard onto his Jeep and he tells her hi. And he's just like, well, where are you going? She goes, well, I'm going to go to the beach. She goes, well, I'll, uh, well, I'll drive down there. He goes, no, no, no. I, she's just like, no, 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 no. I can do it. So she goes off thinking she goes in the wrong direction. You'll find out that she has no sense of direction whatsoever. I don't really either. That's why I love GPSs. Like I remember um, when I was 10, we took a, a family vacation down to Florida. We went to, it was actually when I saw the ocean for the first time, um, we went to Orlando. Uh, we stopped at Daytona beach first. Uh, and, uh, we, it was, so this was around 2000, it was 2001, it was April of 2001, so, because um, we left on my 10th birthday. GPSs weren't really a thing, I don't think, all that much back then. If they were, then they were really fucking expensive, and... And so I remember we had, like, three atlases with us for those younger who don't know what an atlas is it's a big book with a of a map basically <laughs> so we use that like i i don't even think map quest was a thing back then either but i but we <laughs> fuck i remember reading my mom off directions like she go like she would tell me Tell us when we get when uh, we get close to this exit. I was like, all right, I'm fucking ten. It's amazing we didn't get lost, but like knowing that people like my grandpa, um, my mom's dad, he was telling us a couple of years ago that had uh, he did a, a trip right out of high school with some buddies, and they kind of like traveled around because he, I don't know if that was if he had joined the i want to say my grandpa was in some form of the military and i can't remember what one he was four years in and out i i think if this was before he joined that he kind of like him and some friends they went around and and kind of like 
drove around the U.S. And he's like telling us stories. It's stories that my mom didn't even know. And I'm just like, how did you not get lost? Like, it, it amazes me of what all had to be done years prior just to be able to drive cross country. So we have it easy now. We've got GPSs. Um, anyway, so back to this. So she ends up accepting a ride from Shane and they go to the beach and he, he is a surfer. We find out that he is a pro surfer. Um, he is on his way to try to be a world champion. And once they get to the beach, he doesn't go straight for the water. He looks at her and he sees her face and she goes, well, why are you staring at me? He goes, I want to be the first person to see your expression when you saw the ocean for the first time. And it's so nice. So he asks her if he's, if she's doing anything later tonight and she's just like, no. And he asks her if he wants to go see the fireworks. I'm going to guess it's around the 4th of July. She accepts, um, Probably not, like, like looking at this from away, you're just meeting a guy. I mean, they've, they've pulled jokes back and forth that he is a possible serial killer. I don't know, it's, it's, like, you've only known this guy for, like, a half hour and you're already accepting a date, which people do also do that for online dating and, and things like, um, Tinder and Grindr. She accepts with that. She meets a couple of his friends before she kind of like sits down the beach. She watches the ocean. She takes some pictures of Shane surfing and then she heads back to the apartment. Now at the apartment, um, Dylan is now awake. And when she tells him like she went to the ocean, he gets pissed because he wanted to see the ocean with her for the first time. And they've only ever seen pictures of it. And he knows what pictures mean to Remy. And when she says that it's better in real life than in pictures, like he knows that it's going to be amazing. So uh, they both go to the ocean and they kind of stay, stay there for a little while. Later on that night, Shane picks up Remy. And so they go to this hotel. Um, all they do is they walk through it. He tells her, act like you belong in this place. And so they go out to the lawn. Now they lay down on the lawn. They start talking. They end up, they do kiss. And um, he tells her something that he hasn't really told a lot of people before. And that is when he was around 12, his mother was killed in a hit and run accident while he was with her. And he asks Remy to tell him a story. And she tells him the story of how... Um, her and her brother, they needed food for the house because um, they didn't have any at, with, at where they were staying. And they had stolen money from their mom's boyfriend. Their mom's boyfriend comes in, accuses her of doing that, and tries to rape her. He would have succeeded in that if Dylan hadn't come in with a baseball bat and start hitting him. Both of them were 12 at the time. So Remy's had to grow up really fast with the environment that she has been in, um, that her mother, that their mother put them in. And, uh, when Shane drops her off later that night, he asks her 
how old she is and she tells him that she's 16. He doesn't take it very well. He gets pissed and they, he doesn't see her for a week. Or he it's not that he doesn't see her. He doesn't talk to her for a week. So there's one day where he goes into um, his dad's uh, skate shop. Now his dad is Jimmy. Or it's not a skate shop. It's a surf shop. So he's going in there to get waxed for his board. When he sees Remy there and she's wearing an employee t-shirt and he's just like, what the hell is she doing here? And his dad's just like, she needed a job. I needed an employee. Uh, I told her that you would teach her how to surf. And she's also going to take pictures. And those pictures are what we need for you to get more exposure. And he shows her and he, and he shows him some of the pictures that Remy has taken and they're beautiful. Like she has an actual eye for this and Sean is just pissed because he doesn't want to teach her. He doesn't want anything to do with her because he, because she had lied to him. He could have gotten in trouble with doing anything with a minor because Sean is, Shane, it's Shane, not Sean. Shane is 21. It's probably a bit, it's probably a couple days later when um, Shane is on the phone with his, with one of his friends who's also a pro surfer and they're talking about the new training regimen that his dad has him on because Jimmy was a professional surfer at one point. And that is to find a heavy rock, sink down to the bottom of the ocean, um, walk on the bottom until you can't, until you can't hold your breath anymore, because that will help you with when you're getting hit with all these heavy waves and you're stuck under the water, not to freak out. And so as they're talking about that, he sees a, I, I'm going to guess his apartment is either next door or across the street from, uh, from Remy's place. And, uh, he sees this car pull up, right? And in this car is this dude with, uh, Remy's mom. Now he had seen her, he had seen Ray, uh, a couple times. So Remy comes out and tells the guy that she's, that Ray is with, that it's time for him to leave. Um, the guy ends up taking off because he looked at Ray and goes, you never told me you had kids and he wants nothing to do with that. So he takes off and Ray is pissed because she's and it, like, she's acting like a fucking child going, you never let me have any fun. Um, and, and like all of this, and it's just I'm f like she doesn't know how to act like an adult. And when Shane goes over, he he just like helps Remy kind of like manhandle Ray inside. Now Ray has a cigarette. Now Remy never wanted Shane to come in because the inside of this apartment does not look the greatest because they don't have a lot of money to like upkeep it. Um. Because Ray, she does work all these odd jobs. Like, she... Not not odd jobs, but she's a bartender. She sometimes does work as a sex worker. 
Remy takes the cigarette away from Ray, and after she puts it out and turns back, Ray slaps her across the face. And you see Shane come over, wrap, like, like take Ray's arm, put him behind her back, and saying, you can't touch Remy like that again. Ray starts crying. She starts hugging. Um, she starts hugging Remy, and... The thing is, Remy doesn't get mad. She doesn't cry. She doesn't try to lash out. She hugs her mom when her mom says, I love you. She goes, I love you too. So, like, you start to see this is not the first time that Ray has done this. Remy just wants Shane gone. He doesn't, she doesn't want him in the apartment at all. So, he finally does leave, but he stands outside the door for about, five or so minutes when Dylan comes over and he's just like, Dylan's just like, what are you doing here? He goes, I'm just trying to help. And being growing up the way that they did when someone like offered help, it was like, if I'm going to offer you help, you have to give me something in return. And they just never take that because they don't want any handouts of any kind. Um, so Dylan tells him, we don't need your help or we don't want your help. And he goes in and slams the door. So about an hour after that, um, Shane texts Remy saying, hey, I'll meet you outside at 7 a.m. We'll go surfing. Um, I'll teach you everything. So the next morning, 7.30 rolls around and Remy is still not there. So he goes to his dad's shop and he sees Dylan there and he's just like, have you seen Remy? Is she okay? And um, Jimmy's just like, yeah, she, her and her brother just rented boards from us. Um, they are going to learn how to surf. And he's just like, are you fucking serious? Like he goes, well, how are they going to learn? And they go, oh, well, they watch YouTube videos. If anyone can learn how to snowboard, ski, um, Ride a bike, skateboard, okay, rollerblading might be okay to learn with YouTube, but anything that you really need, like a person next to you, if you can learn to do that by yourself through uh, YouTube, I praise you because that is some hard fucking shit to do. Like, I've never skied, but I own a snowboard. Am I good at it? No. Um, I watched, uh, the, how I somewhat learned how to skateboard was, or snowboard was, uh, watching the Olympics. <laughs> I can stay up on the board. Uh, I can go down a hill. I don't know how to stop. Don't really know how to turn, but I can go straight down. <laughs> I usually fall. Um. I, I have accidentally hit a jump on it before, and it was not a pretty landing. Really, really not a pretty landing. Anyway, uh, so Shane goes down to the beach, and he sees Remy. And this is a part of the beach where the, a lot of, like, newbies, I believe they call them groms. I could be wrong in that. Um, that term was in the book, but I'm not... I don't know the surfer lingo, so I don't know if that was an actual surfing term. Um, but he sees Remy, 
and he's just like, hey, uh, or he paddles out to her, and, and he's just like, hey, how's it going? She goes, oh, good, your dad taught me a lot of the basics, and kind of like lying to him in a way, because he knows the truth, but she's not really going to really get into that all that much with him. Um, but she does tell him like the next time her mom's like that for him not to interact. And he sees like this is a pattern that is going to continue. And it's kind of, and knowing also knowing that it's not the first time Ray has hit Remy, like he sees like the small pattern of abuse as well. Um, and it might not just be physical abuse. It's not like she's actually beating her kids, but it looks to be kind of like physical and physical, emotional, and mental abuse in a way. Um, it, and I'll get into that a little later. When So she rides a couple waves after Shane gives her a couple more pointers and she's able to stand up for not but not for long. Like I've surfed once. Um, I was 17. We took a vacation down to the Outer Banks. Um, it was, we rented a beach house and it was my family plus five other families that we all knew. Um, went and one of the guys that was there, he was in his early 20s. Um, he had surfed before, so he rented a surfboard for the week. And I tried learning. Um, I tried learning how to surf. And I stood up once for about three seconds, face planted. I was close enough to shore to where it hurt. Um, but no, uh, it, it was fun. It was fun, though. It was, it was really really fun so um it's been i want to say it's been a couple days maybe a couple weeks since that and so she's still working at the surf shop and um shane has a meet and greet signing that he's doing and and it's put on by his main um, sponsor, which is Hardcore, which is a surfwear company that is local. <laughs> Sorry about all the squeaking. Um, and Remy is just trying to tell herself that she's in the friend zone. And <laughs> and then you and uh when she sees all these women come up to Shane and give him hugs and, and everything else. So as I said, she's trying not to get um, jealous over these women giving him numbers, running their hands over his arms because she knows she's in the friend zone. And while she's bringing people up because they have a deal on where they get like a free hat or something, if they, by any of the heartware or heartcore surf um, wear. And this little boy comes up. He's probably around 11 or so. He comes over with his mom and they buy a wetsuit for him. 
And he says that he is Shane's biggest fan. He wants to be just like him when he grows up um, and, and all this other stuff. And he's asking Remy, um, like, what his diet and his training is. This kid's 11. He has more initiative than fuck most adults do when they find something they love. And um, Remy tells him all that she can remember. And this kid, like, he's soaking it all up like a, like a sponge. Because he's... He, this kid knows how good Sean or Shane is and wants to be as good as him. Shane is getting ready for a, a competition he has and, it, and it's in Tahiti. And uh, he's uh, at his dad's and he's having dinner. Now his dad has had a few on and off, a few relationships. Um, the longest has ever lasted six months because um, anytime like Shane asks him about him and basically his answer, Jimmy's answer is always is she's not your mother. So even though his mother had, or Shane's mom has been gone for um, 10 or so years, it is, Jimmy's still not over her. And, he, and Shane ends up getting a text from Remy, who he has nicknamed her Firefly and has that in her phone. And she's like saying, oh, everyone from Mars can see me now because of all the reflectors that are now on her bike. Now he gets mad because she is biking in the middle of the night. And... He's just like, why are you biking? She goes, oh, well, I'm home. Well, when he finally gets home, I don't know if his dad actually came over to his apartment or he went over to his dad's. I'm not entirely sure about that one. Uh, Shane is waiting for Remy um, on like his porch or whatever. And it's about 20 minutes later that he sees her pull up. And he, again, gets a little bit mad they kind of talk for a little bit. Here's the thing. Remy is always the first one to leave any conversation. She never says goodbye. Um, and the reason that she leaves the conversation first is because so then she never gets left behind. Remy and Dylan, they're both in school. Um, and school's been in session for a couple weeks now. When the guidance counselor wants to talk to Ray about Dylan. Now, Dylan is an exceptionally bright boy, bright young man. Um, he has an affinity for math um, and they want to get him into the gifted program. And part of the gifted program is he will be going to the college nearby and taking courses there. And Dylan does not want Ray to go to the school at all because when she comes out, she is dressed in the shortest skirt possible, a very tight and revealing shirt, and fucking fuck me now heels. He's like king of the campus. No one will really, if you go against him, it's not going to end up well for you in the end. This makes Tristan zone in on her even more. Because he's just like, because he believes he's that Remy is just like her mom. 
um, white trash and a whore. We'll, we'll get more into that as this goes on. So Remy has had a very tiring fucking day. So when she sees Shane getting ready to go ride his bike, she goes over and asks him. What she doesn't know is that it's the 12th anniversary of his mother's death. And he just wanted to ride to clear his head. When she asks if he can go, if she can go with him, um, he knows that he should say no, but he, um, says, okay. So they ride for about two hours before getting back to the apartment and they end up ordering sushi for dinner. And this is the first time Remy has ever had sushi. I've, I'm not a big seafood person. I don't like fish. Um, the, I, I do eat some sea, uh, seafood. The only seafood that I eat is I eat tuna. Um, mostly because I grew up eating canned tuna and I do like the taste of that. I've had tuna steaks. Um, they have to be extremely cooked through for me to be able to eat them. Um, I've had tuna tartare and that was actually so fucking good. Um, and I also like shrimp. Those are the only two things of seafood I'll eat. She's never really had seafood before, so she ends up liking, um, liking everything. I have had tried tuna rolls before. I did not like them. Um, I thought since I like tuna, I would eat it, but I'm not a big fan of raw tuna. Ronnie, without knowing that it's his mother's anniversary, or his mother's, um, death anniversary, I guess you would call it, uh, she asked Jane to tell him about his parents, and he tells her that they met when they were 14, they got engaged at 16, they got married at 18, and had him at 20. Um... And what he doesn't tell her was that when she died, she was pregnant. Um, he tells her that his dad used to be a professional surfer and they would go, they would travel with him, um, when he would go to meets and that, uh, it wasn't until he was around seven that his parents decided to stay in one place and, his parents would decide to stay one place and he would go to regular school instead of being homeschooled. Now he didn't like that at all, but, um, his parents decided it'd be better for him to socialize. And after she died, um, so uh, servers have this, I got, it's a, okay. I, it's a, Remy tries to get her to wear a, like, a, a, a trench coat, even though it's California, it's fucking hot as hell. Thing is, Ray is, again, thinking about herself. Now, while she's at the school, Ray makes a play for the guidance counselor. So, already, rumors are going around, and there's a bigger target on Remy and Dylan than there was in the past. <sighs> Something that makes Remy a bigger target as well is Ray hits on one of the students named Tristan. 
Tristan believes he's God to everyone. Um, like, uh, not, not God per se, but like God's gift. Um, to people, he is a very good-looking guy. He is from a very rich family. It's not like a memorial service that they do where they all pat, where all these surfers, um, they get together, they paddle out. Um, I don't know if it's ashes or something else of memorial of memorial that they do, but um, they scatter something in the ocean and then they surf and that's how they remember. Now, after they did that with his mom, um, Dylan or not Dylan, but Jimmy would say, do you want to go, let's go hang out with mom. And that'd be their way of let's go surfing. So he grew up with that a lot. And he asked Remy to tell him something. And she tells him of when she was seven, they're staying in a place in Savannah. Um, she ended up finding this cat. She asked her mom if they could keep, if she could keep the cat. And her mom said, yes. So she would do everything with this cat. She would, the cat would sleep in the bed with her, everything. And when one day they're at school and the principal calls them to the office and their mom's there, their mom had already packed everything up and they left. Now Remy wanted to go back to the house to get the cat, but Ray was just like, no, we're not going to do that. Once we get to a new place, we'll get you a new cat. And Remy's just like, no, we can't get a new cat. Uh, I don't want the cat. I don't want, because she named the cat, Cat. And she's just like, I don't want Cat to think that I don't love him. And um, Cat wasn't replaceable, neither was, and no person is replaceable either. So it's, it's a very, it's like two very sad stories that they tell. And they're just like, yeah, I, I, I wanted us to have like a like a happier story, but apparently that's not going to happen. I'm going to apologize for the squeaking now. Um, my dog is in a very playful mood, and I do not have a. I do have a room where I do record it, but as of right now, there is a wayward dresser in the way, so I am not able to record in there at this time. At school. Remy is getting harassed daily by Tristan. Now, there's one day where he kind of, like, backs her up to a wall and is saying all this crude shit to her. And she's trying not to let it show that it's affecting her in any way because that will give him more ammo. And fucking... Um, when Tristan leaves and heads back to his friends, um, he sees, or she hears his friends talking about her and Tristan's just like, no one can touch her. She's mine. So she's now afraid because she doesn't know how far Tristan is going to take this. At some point she is over at Sienna's house and, um, they're talking and she, Sienna asks, um, Sienna and Remy are best friends. Sienna asks her, uh, um, what's going on with 
Shane and she just nothing. We're just friends. And Remy asked Sienna uh, about her and Tristan because Sienna had dated Tristan in the past, but she goes, everything was fine. But as soon as we started having sex, that's when everything went downhill. Like he started to tell me that I was fat, that I needed to lose weight. And, um, it kind of killed my confidence. And then I realized that if I stayed with him, I was going to turn out just like my mother drinking and popping pills to um, get over the fact that my husband is cheating on me constantly with younger women. So later on, Remy rides back to her house um, or her apartment and she goes up to the roof. She texts Shane that she's there. So Shane comes over and um, hangs out with her there and they talk about their dreams and Shane says that his dream is to become a world champion surfer. Um, Remy states that she wants to travel the world taking pictures of all the beautiful, ugly, and interesting things. And they sort of get closer together to where it looks like they might kiss, but that moment is interrupted when Dylan barges through the door asking Remy for um, her keys to get into the apartment. You d Dylan, we don't see much of Dylan at all because he's off doing his own thing. Kind of, he comes back with a lot of cods, bruises, and um, scabbed up knuckles like he's been in a brawl. Shane leaves. Remy goes into the apartment with Dylan. Dylan's just like, what's going on with this guy? And she goes, nothing. We're just friends. And you could be a little nicer to people and to him. And she does ask Dylan what his dreams are. And he, he says his dreams are just to get high. And she's just like... It's not like it's not a serious answer from him, but before she could try to get a more in-depth answer from him, their mom comes in and they see her and she's in this very happy mood. She's actually bought groceries. She says she has hot chocolate for them. So once the groceries are put away, Ray is telling them all the stories of the great Christmases that they've had in the past. And you can see Dylan fighting back his anger like he's sitting there you see the tension in him his hands are ball into fists he wants to say something about all of like every story that she's saying is a lie but neither one of them are going to actually say anything to her because they don't know if when and if this uh, mood's going to change so once ray goes to bed um Dylan looks at Remy goes, math. Math is what I want to do uh, because I'm good at it. It makes sense. People don't make sense. Math doesn't lie, but people lie all the time. And he doesn't want to work with any of that. He wants to work with something that doesn't lie to him. And I completely understand that. This is, I don't know how far ahead this is, but um, Shane and Travis are... Uh, in the water, they're waiting for Remy to get up to them. And Travis is just like, what is going on with you with this girl? And and Shane's just like, nothing, we're just friends. He goes, dude, you've got girls throwing themselves at you when we're on tour, but you're not doing anything with them. 
And Shane just wants Travis to drop it. Now, when Remy gets over them, she's looking a little rough around the edges because she's just been getting hit with wave after wave. It had stormed the day before, so you're getting a lot of bigger waves and everything else. And um, she's not duck diving. Now, I believe I do know what duck diving is, and that's when a wave is coming at you. You take your board, you dip the nose under the wave, you go under, then you come back up. And you come back up as a wave has already passed you. So then you're not getting constantly hit and thrown back. So she gets up to them. Um, and so she hits her first, she gets her first wave. So Shane is not only watching her, but she's watching all the other surfers around. So when she gets on this wave, another surfer gets on this wave as well. Jane tries to pull him off the wave, but the dude's not listening. Remy um, and this guy collide, and you can see it's, like, sort of on purpose. Um, Shane goes over to Remy, gets her, and brings her up to the surface, and he takes her to shore. Now, she's holding the back of her head. When she brings her hand down, there's blood on it, and... Um, Shane checks her over and sees that it's a three, about a three inch gash and it looks like it needs stitches. Now she doesn't want to go to the hospital because it costs money. I had to go to the ER once before due to I was a dumbass. Um, not unusual. And we, and not we, but I was at my dad's house and he at the time had four wheelers. I did not have a helmet, and so it had rained a couple hours before, so I'm doing donuts in the grass. I accelerate too much through one of the donuts, and I didn't counterbalance my weight. So I tipped over, I fell, and I fractured my shoulder right at the joint. And so I, like, I understand how much a hospital bill can cost you for an accident, but she doesn't want to go to the hospital and Shane goes and yells at the other rider. Now the other, the other surfer was Tristan. Now Tristan's last name is Hart. His dad is John Hart who owns, um, Hartcore, which is the sponsor, which is one of the sponsors for Shane. So Tristan gets in his face, is like pushing him, like, what the hell? You saw it was her wave and all this other stuff. And Tristan just like, Tristan calls her a whore and calls um, Remy white trash as well. And like, Shane is ready to deck him. He doesn't care that he could lose a sponsorship, does not give a shit right now. Um, Travis pulls him back and says, you need to keep an eye on Remy. So when they go over to where she tries to stand up and she throws up and she tries walking back up the steps to, um, to leave. And she's very wobbly on her feet. Now what Shane does is he gets her over to her car and gets her out of the wetsuit because he sees that she's shivering. Her lips are turning blue. So he knows that he needs to get her warm. Um, and she's still saying no, that she doesn't want to go to the hospital. So 
he gets her into some drier clothes and he takes her back to her apartment. Now, no one is in the apartment. So while she's in the shower, um, he snoops around. He looks into the fridge and the pantry, but sees no food. He also sees that there is a lot of final notices. So he takes one of the final notices, which is the utilities. And he puts that away before uh, Remy can see that he has that. They hang out a little bit before um, he leaves. Now, school has actually ended for the year now. And it is um, Remy and Dylan's 17th birthday. And it's not unusual, but their mom has forgotten about it. So they spend the day on the roof just, like, drinking um, smoking weed, uh, eating cupcakes, and Sienna comes up and, and she has a few gifts. So one of the gifts is a bottle of whiskey that she gives to, um, Dylan. Now she stole that out of her dad's cabinet. And another one is a Starbucks gift card and a Nirvana t-shirt. And that's for Rami because Sienna would always bring her a um, a Starbucks gift card. Now, there are tensions going between Dylan and Sienna. And Remy is just like, maybe something's happening between them, but they're not, no one's saying anything. So they go, uh, they go to the beach um, to swim and... Dylan is kind of like floating in the water and he's singing Black by Pearl Jam. No, I don't know that song. I should have listened to it before I started recording, but I didn't. But I do like Pearl Jam, so I'm going to say it's going to be a fantastic song for when I do listen to it. And as, as he's singing that, Remy comes to the realization that they're both just trying to stay afloat in life. So while they're at work... Jimmy tells her happy birthday and she has grown to see Jimmy as like a father figure. Later on that day, uh, Shane takes her out because Shane was actually gone on her birthday for a competition. Now, um, he gets her a, he takes her out to like a pier or something and he gets her a necklace, um, that has an, it's a gold circle with an anchor on it. And inscribed on that is Costa del Rey's is Costa del Rey's coordinates, and engraved on the and also engraved on it it says for Firefly so you never lose your way home, and it looks like they're gonna kiss again, but Shane pulls himself away, because she's still not legal. He's around twenty two now, and she's only seventeen. So later on. Uh, Remy tells her mom that Ren's due, but her mom's in the bedroom with a man, so she knows nothing's going to come of that right now with Ray being being entertained or entertaining someone. It's a couple days later when she's getting out of when Remy's getting out of the car with Shane that the landlord comes up and tells her Ren's due. Um I don't want to do legal proceedings, but if I don't get the money soon, I'm going to have to. She doesn't like that Shane is there to hear all of it. 
Shane's there to hear everything, but he tells her, he's just like, how much money do you need? She won't tell him, but she finally does. And they go into his apartment and she finds out that he has been paying the utility bills because she finds that. She is not liking that at all. Like, she's just like, it's not up to you. You don't have to take care of us. We can do it ourselves. And he's trying to explain himself, but she's not listening. So she goes back to, she literally runs back to her apartment and Shane follows her. Or, yeah, Shane. Shane follows her. And uh, in the apartment, she keeps on yelling at him, being just like, you had no right. We can take care of it ourselves. And he's just like, look, you guys have enough on your plate. Because at this point, their mom's been gone for a week or more. Um, She packed up her entire bedroom. All her clothes are gone. Dylan has his own room now, but she's not there anymore. And, And... You've got these two kids trying to get the money to pay for groceries, to pay for rent, to pay for utilities, to pay for everything. And he just wants to help out so there's some one less thing that he has to take care of. When she asks him how long he's been taking care of it, he doesn't give an answer. I believe he's um, bruised and cut up again. And Remy's just like, what happened? He goes, nothing. It's not for you to worry about. And when he sees the check, because Sean did, Shane did write out a check and he had it on the table and Dylan sees it and he goes, what's this? And when Remy says it's to help us with rent, Dylan tears it up and throws it at him going, we've got it. I've got it taken care of. We do not need you to help us. And at this point, Dylan doesn't even give a shit if his mom comes comes back or not. So this is a little while later. Now, see, uh, Remy is hanging out at Sienna's house and they're kind of talking. And Sienna lets her know that her dad is um, sending her off to uh, boarding school on the East Coast. Now, Sienna doesn't give a reason why that is. But, uh, but then, and they're still talking when Dylan climbs through the window and he lands with like a hard thump onto, um, Sienna's floor. And it comes to the realization to Remy that this is not the first time Dylan has done this. Um, and... What we find out is one of the reasons why Sienna is um, being moved to or is going to a a boarding school is that she got pregnant from Dylan. Now, her dad does not approve of Dylan whatsoever, um, telling them that he is a worthless piece of shit. Um, uh, it's literally anything to bring this kid down even more than he already is. And he was, his dad basically told him, we don't need another one of your bastards running around because that is what his dad sees him and Remy as just bastards. They, they have a, I'm going to say this in the best term possible, but a worthless fucking mom who cares more about her self-gratification than looking after her own kids. They don't know who their dad is. Their mom never gave them any inclination of who their father was. 
but the thing is, here's the thing. Sienna always follows with what her dad says. That's why they, Dylan and Sienna have been on and off since they basically met because she doesn't want to go against her father, but she's doing a little bit of uh, rebellion with being with Dylan. And, and it's, it makes their relationship just so fucking toxic in that way. And Remy is pissed at both of them because her and Dylan, they had a thing where we don't lie to each other. We tell each other the truth. And he kept this big thing from her. And she's fucking pissed at Sienna because Sienna was supposed to be her best friend. But, you know, she's keeping secrets as well. The one thing she is, she's heartbroken for Dylan because Dylan never got a choice in this matter. Not when... He didn't even know Sienna was pregnant until her, until Sienna's father told him that he got rid of, he um, got everything taken care of, basically. It's later on when Remy is at Shane's apartment and she's kind of like looking around. She's seen all these different pictures of, um, it's pictures that she's taken um, and and it's like of the ocean of him surfing. There are pictures of his parents. Um, there are pic- There's even pictures of Remy there that it was Shane that took them. So they are having like a kind of like secret relationship. Now, the only rule that they have is no penetration, but everything else is somewhat okay. They're just making the rules up as they go. So, um, when it's New Year's Eve, Shane is at a party at Huntington Beach and he's hanging out with his friends. Now, Travis is still giving um, Shane shit with everything that's going on with Remy because she still is jailbait. She's got five more months until she turns 18. And so Travis is like, well, you've got five months until she's to 18. You got three years and five months till she's legal to drink and, and like all this. And it's just kind of like pissing Shane off more and more when their friend Dylan comes up now. No, not Dylan. This guy, this guy's name is Cody. When their friend Cody comes up, he's got two blondes with him and he entered, he tells them that these guys are legends. Shane is ranked number 11th in the world and Travis is ranked number 14th. Now, neither one of them like what they're ranked, but it just shows you how good they are. Travis starts talking to both of the girls, but Shane's just kind of like ignoring it. But he looks at his phone because he has a text from Remy and he leaves a party and he goes and gets her. Now she is hanging out at Sienna's house. And so Sienna must be back for just the holidays before she goes back to school. So he picks her up and they go to the beach. So they kind of hang out and everything there. They lay a blanket down in the sand. They kiss. They make out. They actually do end up having sex. Once they're finished and they get dressed, they go back to Shane's house or Shane's apartment because he wants Remy to stay the night with him. And she does. So now they've got about 10 weeks until graduation. And they got 10 weeks in one day until Remy and Dylan turn 21. Or not 21, but 18. Shane is getting ready to 
do his competition in um, Australia. Now he'll be gone for four to five weeks for this competition. So they're spending as much time as they can together. So she's over at his house. She went Shane's asleep. She gets dressed and she's walking back to her apartment. Now outside on the road is Tristan and Tristan's just like, you know what? I'm, I will call the cops right now and tell them that you've got a 20 something year old man sleeping with an underage girl because there's no proof that they're actually sleeping together. It, it would only be proven if and when um, one of them actually acknowledges that. But he he brings up what the he brings up the meaning on his phone of statue of, or of statutory rape, and when she sees that, like she like all the color drains from her because. She's just like, fuck. So she doesn't want to ruin Shane's career at all. So she's trying to think of the best way out of it. And when she asks Tristan what she wants, he goes, well, we'll start with a blowjob. So in order for no one to get into trouble, really, and for Tristan to back off, she does give him a blowjob because she doesn't think there's any other way out of it. Um... So it's been about four weeks now and Shane's just coming home from his competition and uh, they've got still six weeks before school lets out and uh, Tristan tells her that for tonight um, she's his and she's just like, no, 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 no. We had the deal. The blowjob was the only reason. He goes, no, no, no. We're done when I say we're done. So Tristan comes over and he does have sex with her. But he does it in a very brutal way almost. Like he doesn't care that he had hurt Remy in the process of it with being. And once he finishes and once he gets dressed, like she's just telling him it's time for you to go. And he should, and he's just like, you know, I was never going to call the cops. You got fucking played. I just wanted to see how far you would go to protect him. And she feels like shit. So later on, she goes to Shane's apartment. Now Shane has been calling her and texting her all day, but she's been ignoring that. So when he opens the door to her, she won't look him in the eyes. And uh, he, she tells him that when he was away, uh, she slept with someone else and it just happened. And he's pissed, rightfully so. Because, yes, they were in a relationship together and she just cheated and, and all this other stuff comes up. And she does, when she leaves, because he's fucking pissed at her and, and basically tells her that she is just like her mother, which is the worst fucking thing you could say. She says the one thing that she's never said really to anyone before, and that was goodbye. Now, they don't talk at all for weeks, and it's been, so far it's only been three days since the breakup, and she's been, like, wallowing in a room. She doesn't leave, she doesn't, doesn't leave a room, doesn't go to school, doesn't do anything. When Dylan literally breaks down the door and tells her, you have to go to school. We did not get this far in life for you to give up now. Very rough. 
And so as she showers and she gets out, she's dressed. They he takes her to school. Because um, he ended up getting enough money to be able to buy a, a beat-up truck. So when they graduate, they don't walk at all. Because their mom's been gone for months. And they don't want to spend what little money they have on caps and gowns. Um, so what is going on after graduation is Remy is signed... Um, a modeling contract so she's going to go to LA and then Dylan is uh, starting college now she hasn't as I said before she hasn't talked to Shane in weeks she has seen him once and she it was when she was taking out the trash and he comes home and he's got a woman with him and um, Shane makes a show of making out with the woman while Remy is watching. And it just kind of breaks her even more, especially watching Shane bring her into the house. So they go up to, so Dylan and Remy, they go up to the roof when the door opens and Sienna comes in. Now it is very, like things between Sienna and Dylan are very on the rocks. I don't know if there's any sort of relationship going on between them, but Sienna's been gone um, at the boarding school, and like she she does Sienna does understand why Remy chose Dylan over her. Their family, they have that pact together to where they will always be there for one another. No one else can come in between. Dylan ends up leaving, and what the girls don't know is that he is going over to Shane's, and he tells Shane, you have to make it right. She's leaving for LA in the morning. I just want you to make it right, because she's, Remy's fucking miserable. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about that. She is 100% miserable right now. And so he goes over there. And when Sienna and Remy are talking, like, Sienna can see like that Remy is kind of like in a bad place, especially when she asks about um, Shane. What the girls don't know when Remy is telling her everything that went down with Tristan and 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 everything that snowballed from there, they don't know that Shane is on the other end of the door. So he hears everything, and once Remy's done telling her everything, he comes in and he is once again pissed. And he's just like, why didn't you tell me? Why didn't you believe in me? Why didn't you think I would fight for us? And she goes, I didn't want your career to be ruined. Because that's what would have happened. The, your career would have been ruined. You could have gone to jail. You could this All this could have happened. And he's pissed. But he's not listening to a single thing that she's saying. So Shane leaves. And he goes, and look for, goes to look for Tristan. And he goes to Tristan's house. Now, the reason he knows where Tristan lives is because, as I said in the past, that... Um, Tristan's dad is Shane's sponsor. Remy is trying to follow Shane because he wants to stop him from doing, from retaliating in any way. Because in her mind, she feels like she deserves this. She's she's trying to chase after him when Dylan comes up and is and he's in his truck and she's just like, we have to follow him. We have to follow Shane. He's going over to Tristan's and he's just like, why? And she thinking she doesn't want to tell Dylan why. Um, Dylan has no idea what has happened in the last few months. 
he's like driving there. He's going very slowly. Uh, he's like getting her, like wanting her to tell her what happened. So by the time she actually does, she tells him everything about Sean, everything about Tristan. He's driving like a bat out of hell because he wants to be the one that beats the shit out of Tristan. Now, Shane is at Tristan's house right now and they are fighting with one another. He comes up, he pushes him, Shane pushes him and asks him like, what the fuck is wrong with you? How could you do that to Remy? Tristan's response is, well, she's just a whore and she's white fucking trash. I can do whatever the fuck I want. So they start coming to blows to one another and while they're fighting, Shane lands one punch that has Tristan falling back and he hits rocks. Now, he hits it in a certain way to where he dies instantly. And as Dylan and Remy get up to Tristan's house, they have the cops have Shane in handcuffs. Shane tells Remy to forget about him and live his life. Now we're going to start part two. So the tragic event that happened was the death of Tristan Hartman and Tristan Hart by the hands of Shane. We're now six years later. Shane is now just getting out of prison. His dad picks him up and he takes him back to the house. Tristan tells his dad, I can't stay here. And he moves to, uh, I believe it was somewhere in Northern California. And he's there for about a year or so before he comes back. Now we're seven months after Shane first gets out of prison and Remy is walking in the um, Paris Fashion Week. She's actually the opening model in that, which is a very prestigious um, position. And as after she's after all that to done later that night she is walking just the streets of perry she gets a phone call from dylan and she already knows what dylan's gonna say and dylan tells her that he's out so now it's four months later and she's packing up a suitcase um from her new york apartment that she has with her best friend bastion now bastion is a rock star when they had first met each other they were new to everything they were just both lost souls looking for a place so it kind of like connected them in a way bastion is also very british i believe he's british yes yes he's british um and he has a crush on dylan but he tells her, like, Bastion tells her, oh, you're trending because um, once the media got wind that she was taking a break from uh, modeling. Cause, so her contract was up, but she didn't resign. The, the media is stating that she's taking time off due to mental health reasons. So when she flies back into, so she flies into LA and Dylan's coming to pick her up from the airport and she hears these two women talking about her saying like, she's too thin, she's on drugs, that's why. So Dylan comes up to the women and said, you need a fucking life basically. And you have to stop talking shit about my sister. So they leave. Now Dylan has made a name for himself. So he went to college. He got his degree. He owns a startup company. 
In college, he sold his first app and he got millions from that. So Dylan is rich beyond belief now. So he dresses in designer clothes, designer boots. He has designer sunglasses. He drives a um, a G-Wagon. Now, I've looked up what a G-Wagon looks like and... I, I, I I have to say, I don't like the look of the vehicle. I I don't know. It's, I mean, it, it's probably a very, very amazing car to have. I'm just not a big fan of the look. I have the flashiest car I own now. Um, and that is a, I, I, I have a, um, a Jeep Renegade. That's a fat that's the fanciest, flashiest, nicest car I've ever owned. I, I've got it almost paid off and people are just like, oh, are you gonna buy another car after this? No, I'm gonna drive that thing until it dies. Because I've I've this is the second vehicle I bought myself and I'm just like, you know what? No, I I do not need another car payment. Cause I just want I just want to get this thing paid off and done. I don't have to worry about it anymore. Anyway, so and he also Dylan also has a very very nice house, which is where Remy is going to stay until she either goes back to New York or she finds a permanent spot in Costa del Rey. So later on that night, they're both like kind of chilling, just eating because they ordered in food. And um, she asks if she asked Dylan if he knows where Shane is. And he's just like, well, he he works at a for a construction um, crew. And she's just like, OK, so she she waits three days to go see Dylan. And when she sees Dylan or fuck. She waits three days to see Sean, Shane, Shane. And the first time that she sees him, uh, it's when he's surfing. So she just sits on the beach. So when he gets to the shore, she leaves. She walks off. Because neither one of them are really ready to really just, like, see each other at this point. Like, there's Remy's still trying to bring up the nerve to actually talk to him and Sean just doesn't want Shane god damn it it's Shane Shane just doesn't want anything to do with her whatsoever right now um but uh there's one day where she is sunbathing on the beach Travis and Shane they're all surfing together Travis asks Shane is there anything going on between the two of you and Shane's just like, no, I haven't even talked to her. While Remy is like laying there, uh, she sees Travis walk up to her and she says hi to him. And he basically tells her, you need to stay away from Shane. He's got enough shit going on in his life that he doesn't need you here causing trouble. And she's just kind of like, fuck. So when Travis leaves, Shane comes back over and sits next to her neither one of them look at each other and he's just like why are you here and like you can tell like he has this very hostile tone um when he's talking to her and it's not something that has ever been directed at remy before 
So she's a little taken back by that. And she goes, well, I'm here for you. And he goes, I don't want you here. So things are not going great for them at all. And it, it after like a couple weeks, like she bugs Jimmy to find out where Sean is working. So she picks up lunch for Sean, but she also picks up lunch for her and Jimmy. Because after she gives the lunch to Sean, she's going to have lunch with Jimmy. And when she's about to get in her car she sees Shane back at the site and he gives his food off to his friend saying lunches on him when she gets in the car and she starts driving away she's like she's trying not to have these tears come out because like she knows nothing is going to come of them together again because he's being so fucking stubborn with everything and you you can't fault Shane for that because he spent six years in prison defending her and he's fucking pissed at the world because we're gonna learn about something here in a little bit that I haven't said yet and like he's he's just fucking pissed at the world when she gets to where Sean works She's devastated because it's not a construction company. It's a demolition site. And when she gets out of the car, she hears all these guys catcalling her and and everything like that. And you can see this little, like, possessive glint in, in Shane's eye. And he walks over to her and she's he's just like, what the fuck are you doing here? I... She's just like, I brought you lunch. I don't want anything from you. So she goes to throw the bag of food away. But he grabs it and he says, fine. So he tells her that he, that she needs to leave. When she gets over to Jimmy's, um, she sees him out there. He's waxing a surfboard. And she's just like, I'm going to go into the kitchen. I'm going to get everything ready for lunch. Just come in when you're ready. She's like, all right. So when she goes into the kitchen, she sees all these letters on the counter. And she sees they're from doctors, they're from oncologists, and she realizes Jimmy's sick. So when Jimmy comes in, she's still holding the letters, and he's just like, ah, shit, you weren't supposed to see those. And she's just like, Jimmy, what is wrong? And... We find out that Jimmy has stage four brain cancer. He's already done surgeries. He's already done chemo, but nothing has helped. And he decided no more that he was going to live out the rest of his life doing the things that he loved. And she asked him what she can do or what he needs. And he goes, I need nothing. Then she asks, what does Sean need? And he goes, Sean needs you to be there for him. She's just like, no, no, Sean doesn't want me. Or Shane, god damn it. I know it's Shane, but I keep on calling him Sean. They they sit down, they eat dinner, and or they eat lunch, and none of them are trying to bring up the fact that Jimmy is sick. So when she... When Jimmy goes down to take a nap, she takes one of the letters from the hospital, like one of the bills, and she puts it into her purse. She goes into Sean's room just just kind of to look around, I guess. 
and she uses like memory box that he has and she goes she gets it down she opens it and she sees it's all these pictures of them and of the letters that she sent to him in prison so she sent him a letter like once a month or something like that and she sees all of them have been opened Shane comes in and he's just like, what the fuck are you doing in here? And she drops the box. She's trying to pick everything up, but Shane just kind of like grabs her arm, takes her up and goes, you need to leave now. And she's just like, well, you read all my letters. She goes, no, I didn't read a single one that you sent me. And she goes, well, they're all open. She goes, yeah, as inmates, we don't get the privilege of opening our own mail. So she leaves, like he walks her out to the car. And she looks at him going, you know what? I came for you, but I'm staying for Jimmy. And she leaves and she takes off. So it's been, it's been a little bit. And Shane is calling the hospital and they tell him that the bill has been paid in full. Like that he has nothing left to pay on it. And he calls the oncologist and they find out that all the, like his bill has been paid in full as well. And he, he's pissed because that's hurting his pride because he was gone for almost seven years and he was not able to do any of this for his dad at all and it's the one thing he wanted to do for his dad not to have to worry about anything because when he went to prison John Hart, who was who is Tristan's dad, went after his dad then too. Went after him so hard that they lost the business that he owned. And like he just wants his dad not to have to worry about anything. And when he goes and he talks to his dad later that night about it, Jimmy's just like, you know what? She wanted to help. This is the only way that she could contribute. Just let her have this. So he does so, but the thing is, Shane does something that no one sees coming. He makes her a surfboard from scratch. So it's been a couple weeks and he brings her the surfboard. Now, Remy runs now. She didn't use to run before, but she started running seven years ago. And it's to help her kind of clear her mind and and everything else. So when she gets to one of the beaches, and it's usually the beach that Sean used to um, surf at a lot, she goes, oh, I haven't seen you here in a while. He goes, well, yeah, I go to another spot to surf. And, like, you can see, like, the hurt in her eyes knowing that she is the reason why he doesn't come here anymore. But he hands her the surfboard and she's like, you bought me a surfboard? He goes, no, I didn't buy it. And she realizes that he made it and she's like getting teary eyed and she gives him a hug. But she kind of like backs off like really fast because I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that. And um, he goes, well, let's go surfing. She hasn't surfed since she left California. Uh, She never really had the time to do that. They surf. They get and they come back and um, he takes her back to Dylan's house. Now, Oz, who is friends with Shane, this is probably a couple days later, he brings Shane over to Dylan's because Shane is drunk off his fucking ass. And once he drops Shane off, um, 
Dylan ends up leaving, so it's just Remy and Shane there. And they're kind of talking everything out. And it's not the prettiest conversation at all. Remy asked him at one point how many girls he slept with in the year that he's been out. And he said one. And she wasn't um, expecting it to hurt as much as it did. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and guess that Remy hasn't slept with a single person since the whole Shane and Tristan incident. Either a couple weeks or a couple months. I'm not entirely sure of how long, but there's one day where he goes over to um, Dylan's house and he finds Remy sitting out on a balcony and below them is Sienna and Dylan arguing. Now Sienna has been in, is going to her cousin's wedding and she's not taking Dylan. She has another date already set up and Dylan has had enough of it. He's had enough of Sienna completely jerking him around that anytime uh, her dad says that he's going to cut her off if she doesn't stop seeing Dylan, she drops him like a fucking hat because Dylan's just like, you know what? I'm done. This is over. I've had enough. We're 100% done. And he does, he does have a, like a bottle of alcohol in his hand that he, or there's a table, a glass table or something that he throws to the ground and it breaks. So there's glass all over the place. Now, Sienna in her usual way call yells at Dylan and calls him an asshole. Um, Dylan walks away. Remy and Shane, they go down there. Now, Remy consoles Sienna, but you can tell that the relationship that they had, that Remy and Sienna had, is going to be over the same as it is with Dylan. Because you have to remember, Remy is always going to pick Dylan over anyone else. So Shane goes over and um, sits with Dylan. And Dylan's just like, I can't do this anymore. I can't be with someone that's breaking every single, like they make promises and they break it because that's the thing that his mom had always done. She'd make a promise and she'd break it. And then she'd make another promise. She'd break it. So he doesn't try, he can't be with someone who acts like that. And he's just like, she doesn't believe in me. She like, like all this other stuff. And he goes, I can't be with someone just for sex. I need, I need something else there. And that makes Sean realize that's what her and Remy are. That's what him and Remy are doing. And that if it's affecting Dylan this much, that it's also affecting her as much. And he knows what he has to do. So after I, I think Dylan, I don't think Dylan leaves, but Sienna leaves. Dylan goes inside or something like that. And what he does, so when they started their arrangement, Remy gave um, Shane a key to Dylan's house. So he would come over and, and, and all that whenever he wanted to. He never stayed the night. He just came in, they had sex, and he would leave. He gives the key back to Remy and goes, and she's just like, yeah, it wasn't going to happen. He goes, no, this is not for us. But they do try to give their relationship an actual try. And Jimmy is still with us at this point. Um, he's working for, he's been working with his friend, Sam, 
for a couple for a couple months now um, doing diving tours now is that safe for him because he is prone to seizures no but he's gonna do what he wants and what he loves until he can no longer do it um, there's one day where they go out on Sam's boat and they go um, snorkeling and then they just hang out on the boat for a little while. When they get back to the marina, Jimmy says he's going to go home because he's tired. Um, Sam takes him. Remy and Shane, they go out to a restaurant and they eat. Now, they're getting ready to leave when Shane sees John Hart. Uh, as you remember, John Hart is... Tristan's dad. I'm going to say, I want to say that his mom was like Amanda or something, though that could just be the girlfriend's name. We're just going to call her Mrs. Hart. Now, the Hearts, they both come over to where Shane and Remy are, and John Hart is just goes looks over at Shane and goes I told you what I told you what would happen if you ever come back into town you need to get out and he's again tells them that he's so sorry for what had happened like they they they're just not hearing it Remy tries to step in and and help Shane out but then they both start on her telling her that it's her fault as well that um Tristan's gone and like they aren't listening and what they do next is they get Shane fired from his job. They make it fucking impossible for anything. But since Remy is a former model and um, her best friend is a rock star, she's got ways to get everything out. So they go to media and they tell their side of the story. And once that's out, tides start to change a little bit. The surfing community gets behind, and Shane's fine with this at this point because it's for his dad. He's not gonna, he's not gonna lose any of his pride, um, just because Remy wants to help. So they go out on Sam's boat, and they're gonna stay on the boat until Jimmy passes, because that's what he wants. He, Jimmy wants to be out in the ocean when he passes. They're on the boat for about a day. Until when when Jimmy passes. And about a week after he passes, they all go out to... They all do a surface memorial. Um, Remy had bought lays and orchids and all this other stuff. And um, they let that go into the water. And they all surf. Now, Remy... Shane, Dylan, Travis, and a couple of their other friends, they're all the last ones surfing. So by the time they get back to shore, um, you see John Hart there and he kind of like gives him a nod and he walks off. And it's kind of like a truce in a way. But Dylan lets it slip that he is losing his money and properties and that him and his wife are just going to go on a yacht and like just be out in the middle of the Caribbean. And whenever they try to press Dylan for more information, he shuts down completely. Now, it's been about a couple weeks since um, Jimmy's death. And Remy and Shane, they are at Dylan's house. They're just sitting there. I think they were eating lunch or something like that when Ray comes in. When Ray, Ray comes in. Now... We haven't really had, had seen much of Ray since she had left 
um, when they were still 17. Sean had Ray tell the story of what had happened and Sean came in and gave a few more details. So apparently there's a day where um, Ray came home. She was drunk. He tried to help her. Ray groped him and she, and he had told her Ray some facts about what had happened under her nose that she didn't possibly want to hear. And that was the attempt, uh, attempted rape of Remy by one of Ray's boyfriends. And she's just like, no, 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 he had me. Why the fuck would he want her? And like, she's just denying everything, even though she knows it's the actual truth. So Remy calls Dylan and tells Sean that he needs to leave, but Sean's not leaving to go anywhere. When Dylan gets there, he sees Remy crying and he looks at his mom and she's just like, you need to fucking leave. You need to get out of here. She goes, well, I have no place to go. He's just like, you have the apartment that I pay for. Remy's just like, whoa, 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 wait, I pay for her apartment. Now you can kind of see that Ray is just fucking living off her children at this moment in time. And it's fucking disgusting. So after that whole debacle, everything's good. But he, but Sean asks Remy to run away with him. And she doesn't think he's serious. But he 100% completely is. He gets the enga- he gets an engagement ring out and puts it on her finger and asks her to marry him. She says yes. So they travel for about six months. Um, they go to Tahiti. They do a couple other things. Six months into traveling, they get married in Bali. It's about it's six months from when they came back from Bali, and at this point, Remy is four months pregnant. Um, and Sean, Shane feels the baby kick for the first time. Then we go to four months later. Now, Remy is giving birth to their son. Dylan is in the waiting room when Shane comes out and he tells him it's a boy. But Dylan looks like shit because he smells and looks like he was just at a fucking distillery. And... This is when Scarlett comes over and hands Dylan a cup of coffee. Now, Scarlett is, works for Shane and Remy. They own a surf shop called Firefly Surfboards. And she is the artist for them. She is also Sienna's little sister. And we'll get into all of this in the next book, which I'm actually going to do in another another episode. Um, But... Here's the thing. Scarlett had brought Dylan to the hospital because he was obviously too drunk to drive. Now, he, Shane tells Dylan, you need to go home. You need to shower. You need to do all this before I even let you come near my son because I don't want you smelling like alcohol when the first time, smelling and being drunk the first time that you meet your nephew. So they leave. Now, Shane goes back into the room where Remy's at. Remy is holding their son. So their son's name is Kai James Wilder. Wilder is Jimmy and Shane's last name. So Kai was a name that Shane said, told his mom that they should name the baby that she was pregnant with when she died. Kai means ocean. James is Jimmy's real name, so they're giving, they're giving kind of 
I know what I'm trying to say here, but the words just not coming to me. Like respect to both of his parents by naming them, by naming him this name. And that is the end of book one. Now, I know this is a longer episode for just one book only. There's a lot of information in this. Um, so what I'm going to do is I'll come back next week with another episode and I'll choose a book then. So hopefully everything will be okay and dandy. All right, guys, before I go, uh, if you want to follow me on social media, you can find me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Not Your Normal Books Podcast. If you want to email me any suggestions, uh, book recommendations, or your own thoughts and feelings on the books that I have covered so far, you can email all those into uh, at notyournormalbooks at gmail.com. Uh, you can also donate to Patreon at patreon.com slash notyournormalbooks. All right, I'll be back next week with a new episode.